This podcast contains explicit content. Hardly Focused presents Big Beautiful Butt Cheeks. The Balance Beam. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. The Ack and Jack Show. The Ack and Jack Show. Doesn't get old, does it, Ack? I try to brace myself. It's like, this time I'm not going to crack a smile, and that just makes me laugh even harder. And it's been part of the intro to our show for many, many years now. Yeah. (laughs) I can't think of anything off the top of my head that gets me and makes me laugh maniacally every time I hear it, which is kind of weird because... I know for a fact there are absolutely things that any time I hear or think of, it just sends me into fits of uncontrollable laughter. Now I've put myself on the spot and I don't know. Uh, I I can't, I can't name one, but, uh, well, uh, we are Ack and Jack here on the 24th of February, the year of our flying spaghetti monster, 2021. And for the uh, next while, we're going to talk about video games. Yay. Uh, First question (laughs) for you, Ak, is uh, (laughs) have you invested in any of the uh, quote-unquote new systems? Uh, No. No, I have not. Not yet. My my newest is still my Nintendo Switch, which uh, I play the hell out of. Uh, you know, I was, uh, pretty much an exclusively PC gamer pretty much since the days of like the Nintendo 64. Uh, and the switch is the first console that I've really played like very aggressively, uh, since then, but I have not gotten a, either of the new PlayStation or Xbox. Okay. I, so my initial plan was to get a, get a Xbox. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it's a Xbox or an Xbox. I think it would be an. Yeah, because X technically has sort of that, uh, which is typically yeah, associated. It's, with it's not necessarily if it starts with a vowel, just like if it sounds like it starts with a vowel. It's like H, right? Like people, people do like, uh, there, there's some things that start with H that they'll do a H and then they'll do like an H. Yeah. Um, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to talk about proper grammar. <laughs> Mavis Beacon teaches grammar. <laughs> okay. Circled back to video games. I swear to yeah, God. There you go. I swear to God. So back in the days of the Sega Dreamcast, there was a game called Typing of the Dead, which was mm-hmm. a, uh, House of the Dead. Uh, I think it was like House of the Dead 2, but instead of using a gun controller, you used the Dreamcast keyboard and you would have to type the words on screen to take out the zombies. And yep. uh, I swear, and I cannot find anything that confirms this, but I, I, I swear I saw this in like a magazine or something that it was the full title of the game was Mavis Beacon teaches the typing of the dead and that the logo featured the the model that they used for Mavis Beacon, but she had zombie eyes. 
So um, I don't know about original Dreamcast. I do have a Typing of the Dead game on Steam. Um, I don't think it's associated with Mavis Beacon. It might be a loving homage to this game if it exists or just the rumors of it if it uh, you know, never actually came to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's exactly like you described. It's like one of those old arcane... I'm sorry, arcade, uh, House of the Dead type games, only you're literally just typing out words uh, to in order to blow up the heads of the zombies. And the plot of this game is really funny. Like, if you ever got, like, a spare five bucks to spend and a couple hours to kill, I do recommend it. Like, I was cracking up while playing this game. Oh, is it Overkill? Yeah, Typing of the Dead Overkill. That's uh, what I have. It looks like it's a sequel or a spiritual sequel it was published by sega okay so that that would tell me that it is uh an official somewhat official sequel to the original the original game yeah, came out in the late 90s it was an arcade game ported to the dreamcast uh and i recall that the humans in the game would walk around armed with keyboards, but they were, <laughs> but they had like Dreamcast backpacks or like they, they had Dreamcast slung okay. over their shoulders. But, uh, and I, yeah, like looking at the logo for Typing of the Dead and where there's like a guy standing there with his, he's armed with his keyboard. And I swear, right it, where that guy is is where Mavis Beacon was. <laughs> this is going to bother me now. This is, this is like a Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah. This is the Bernstein bears all over again. Yeah. And Mavis Beacon, by the way, was never a real person. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was It was uh, like... <laughs> it was a combination of like some famous person named Mavis and uh, like Beacon being, you know, like a, like a lighthouse or some stupid excuse. I was going to say, oh, like Aunt Jemima, but uh, I guess Aunt Jemima is not even a fake person anymore. <laughs> oh, no, she's not. And I don't know if this is, <laughs> I don't know if this is like not PC, but I, I buy a lot of t-shirts from the website T Public, and mm-hmm. uh, they, had, they had a shirt design that popped up in my sponsored, like, as a sponsor post on my Facebook feed, and... It was like the old school Aunt Jemima logo just, you know, pressed onto a T-shirt. And I'm thinking to myself, I kind of want to buy one <laughs> just because it's history in, now. in memoriam. Yeah, exactly. Just because it's history now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for <laughs> so for a while, I wanted to buy the new Xbox <laughs> there. I'll just say the new Xbox instead of saying Hey, straight up, I don't know uh, what the new Xbox is called, and I don't remember what number PlayStation we're on. <laughs> I think I'm getting dementia in my old age. <laughs> are we on 5? Is this the PlayStation 5? Hey, we are on okay. the PlayStation 5, because Sony has just decided that it's going to be PlayStation uh, and then a numeral. Uh, they, they renamed the DualShock controller. That's now the DualSense, and it's just DualSense. It doesn't have a number associated with it. I wouldn't be surprised if... In the future, it becomes like DualSense 2 or what have... Oh, God, would that just be goddamn confusing? The PlayStation 6 bundled with the DualSense 2? Yeah. 
Oh my god. And then Sony would be like, no, no, no. But we're going to do uh, whatever that mathematical term is to even out the numbers. So it's actually going to be the, the PlayStation uh, one, one third, one fourth. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, they recently announced uh, the Kingdom Hearts series is coming to PC for the first time oh, in Jesus. March. Yeah. And uh, I was looking up and it's like the bundle will include Kingdom Hearts 1, 1. 1.5, 2, 2.5, 3. 3.8, 3 and 2 sevenths, After <laughs> Dreams, 3 Forevers, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in all seriousness, it's uh, there's there was a release called uh zero it was was it 2.8 plus 0. 0.2 uh colon birth by sleep colon final chapter prologue i i shit you not that is literally the full title of the game because it was uh birth by sleep is a prequel to the the series which i've played and it's fantastic uh came out in the psp and then um uh, 0.2 i believe was a it was like an engine it was like a tech demo glorified tech demo for uh, yeah. uh kingdom hearts 3 because square enix was like hey we want to release kingdom hearts 3 but we're effectively pulling a duke nukem on you so <laughs> to tide you over here is a like two hour long game that sets up kingdom hearts 3 that will show you what the engine looks like and it, it, it was good it's incredibly short but it effectively they gave it the brilliant title of 0.2 birth by sleep because it, it features yep. the, the playable one of the playable characters from the proper birth by sleep and then there's like 358 days over two uh dream drop <laughs> distance it's it's just a, a cacophony of dumb names yeah um, i do it's a series i'm very interested in playing one of these days it's just i need to emotionally set aside 600 hours <laughs> in order to dive into this uh, they, they've been nice in that in some of the releases they've put they've converted the games into just like two hour long cinematics um especially some of like the game boy they had a, they had a mm -hmm. couple of game boy games and they just uh remade those into uh cinematics right. so i've played uh almost all of them and i can't tell you what the fuck is happening in any of them <laughs> Uh, I gave up on three. It's just because it was so boring. I waited so uh, long for it, and just like it got so repetitive. Like the world, the the new the worlds that you hadn't played before. This is the problem with these Kingdom Hearts games. Is like every game has Atlantis from the Little Mermaid, and it has like the Tarzan world. They they, they reuse a lot of the world, worlds while adding like a handful of new ones. And I was really invested in the new ones. It just like I think I stopped right before. Pirates of the Caribbean world, which I, I hated that in whatever game it initially showed up in, and I didn't want to play through it again in yeah. this new game. But they had a Toy Story world, which was fantastic. They had a Big Hero 6 world, which was great. Ooh, cool. Uh, it just, um, yeah, it just it, it lost my interest. And I, this was years ago at this point. I just have no desire to want to uh, pick it up again. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're interested, I mean, give it a shot. You never know. I mean, the first game, right, the first yeah. game is fantastic. If anything, I'd recommend just play the first game. And now, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been something I've been interested in for a long time, but I've never owned a PlayStation system. And to my knowledge, they've always been yes. uh, PlayStation exclusives until, until now. Uh, three was the first game that came out on a, um, 
Well, three was like the first mainline game that came out on a non Sony system. It came. I have it on mm -hmm. Xbox One. It came out on Xbox One as well. But then they had, like I said, they had a couple of Game Boy, various Nintendo line like portable entries. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've largely played either on uh, PS2 or PS3. Hey, you you get uh, you get the advantage though. The P the initial PS2 release, you couldn't skip through cutscenes. So if you uh. and it was like one of those. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate it when games do this where uh the like the game saves right before the cutscene mm -hmm. and then the initial release wouldn't let you skip the cutscene and then you would play the battle and die and then you'd have to watch the whole cutscene over again. At least uh, all the yeah. times they've re-released the game, they at least put the uh, skip option in, which is nice. Right, yeah. <laughs> that is mandatory at this point. And I think the PS2 version, too, after the end credits roll, the game, like, it doesn't loop back to the main menu. So, like, the end credits finish, and then it's just like a, like, thank you for playing screen, and it just sits there. Yeah. You have to, like, <laughs> you restart. play the game again. <laughs> yeah, you have to restart the system. I mean, it's better than uh, Doom on the i think it was doom on the sega 32x where w once the end credits finished a legitimate dos command prompt would come up because someone fucked up and forgot to put in the loop that sends you back to the oh telescope. man so it literally just shows like a c dos <laughs> with like a blinking cursor and someone's like what a nice easter egg and they're like yeah easter egg <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even get a Jeff Goldblum telling us we did a good job video. <laughs> That's the best, the best fuck you of any, uh, any video game. And that, that game sucks. The Lost World on PlayStation. Boys, it just, it, like, that's both worth getting every collectible in the game for and not worth spending all of the time to get. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum telling you to go screw. Um, yeah, so, uh, to answer your question, we're on Xbox Series X. Which, okay. doesn't, which doesn't help because the previous console was the Xbox One X. Okay. But there is a there is a all digital, slightly less powerful version called the Xbox Series S. Hmm. Um, and that one, I I believe the the biggest difference besides not having a disc drive is it can only do 1440p instead of 4K. Um, but it's the cheaper. It's like half the price. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there's that for Xbox and then uh, PlayStation 5, uh, which, Got it. which looks like a router. <laughs> yeah, I remember all the memes mm -hmm. when they announced it. So I uh, wanted the Xbox because of it's backwards compatible with everything. And uh, you probably guessed it. And these, these things are uh, almost impossible to find. Mm -hmm. I was turned on to an app called Hotstock, which if you're looking for something that's in demand, like the new video cards, for example, for, for you PC master racers, um, this app will tell you when they go in stock. Never getting any alerts about any systems. And then last week, I get one for the PlayStation 5 at 3 o'clock <laughs> in the morning on Amazon. So I, And I was awake, and I decided, ah, what the hell, let's see what happens. So I go on Amazon. And I press add to cart and tells me there's an error, which I expect. Well, yeah. then I decide I'll try it again and then decided I'll try it again and just kept pressing. And after like the 20th press and I was like spam clicking my, my screen on my phone. Next thing I know, I have one in my cart, but okay. I, but I didn't believe it. I didn't believe because people <laughs> yeah. then say they go to check out and then an error happens. So I go to check out. Right. Uh, well, next thing you know, I have a PlayStation five. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's now this is after I built, I, I spent upwards of a thousand dollars building a new computer. 
which I've used well, to, to play Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> uh, so then I have the PlayStation 5. That's pretty awesome. It is actually pretty mm-hmm. cool playing games. And uh, the only optimized game I have for it is the the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, yeah, and that... I mean, I don't know anything about superhero lore, but I was watching some of the videos of that game. It does look really impressive. It's great. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's ruined me because now, now, like, if I go play any other video game, it's going to be in 30 frames a second. It's going to just suck <laughs> by, all, <laughs> by, by all comparison. Did you see Into the Spider-Verse? I have not. And I've heard it's very good. It's got a very interesting animation style, or I think it's easiest to describe it is if you're if we're talking about frames per second, everything looks like it's like everyone's movements. It's like I'd say like fifteen to twenty frames per second, okay, like intentionally. Yeah. Uh, well, in the game Miles Morales, you can unlock a Into the Spider Verse co- uh, uh, suit. Okay, and when you are wearing that suit he moves at that frame rate even if you're in 60 <laughs> frames a second mode he it's he moves at that like you know a fraction of it which is just it, it was i had to i wanted to use the suit so badly because it comes with like a special passive buff and a, it, it was pissing me off because i'm like i can't use the suit because i cannot yeah. handle his movement <laughs> that is pretty interesting though yeah um now now is the playstation 5 uh backwards compatible with playstation 4 yep just the four okay and there's like sony's confirmed like a handful of games that don't work uh and it's like it's all just garbage games so yeah because we we got i guess it's the xbox one x yeah i've literally i've used it to play red dead redemption 2 and life is strange game of the year edition I don't recall if I've played anything else on it. Um, I mean, Red Dead 2, absolutely fantastic game. You know, glad I played it. But, like, we really just didn't get much use out of it. And I think there were a lot more PlayStation exclusives from the last generation that did make me go, ooh, that looks fun. Oh, I can't play it. So (laughs) I might get a – if I'm going to get a next-gen system, it'll probably be the PS5, and then I will just spend time playing PS4 games that, uh, (laughs) you know, Persona 5, um, Detroit Become Human, um, Until Dawn. These are all PlayStation exclusives that I had thought at the time looked really interesting but couldn't play. So people keep telling me that uh, on Xbox to get Game Pass, and I've always said no because, like, I – I have I have a backlog of games, half of which I haven't touched, uh, and it's just like I don't play video games as much as I as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, like Game Pass would just seem like a wasted investment. However, Sony with the PlayStation Five revealed their equivalent of it, and it is not a separate purchase. Instead, it is bundled with PlayStation Plus, which is their like subscription mm-hmm. service. So I already have access to this, and it's it's like a handful of l- like legitimately great PS4 games, uh, and I have them all at my disposal now. Like I downloaded the Crash Bandicoot, oh yeah, series uh, remaster. I was playing that yesterday in trailers. I'm like, huh? As long as I well, keep playing for PlayStation Plus, which at this point, because thanks to many times it's gone on sale, I have renewed for another like three years. Mm-hmm. I have all these games at my disposal now. Um, so if you get that, I mean, at least that's, I guess, an easy way for you yeah. to catch up on the library because a lot of his PlayStation exclusives too, which is nice. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, even then, honestly, even if you got a PS4, a lot of the 
quote-unquote like playstation 5 like the games that they were touting with the playstation 5 are all coming out on ps4 <laughs> yeah I, I mean that makes sense really they can the, really do that yeah the only thing that you're gonna miss out on if, if you you know you don't care about frames per second is the fancy ray tracing bullshit which oh cool i can see myself in a mirror yeah whatever <laughs> never noticed it before and i and i have to like train myself to notice it now and even then i'm just like th this is i think the first generation of video games where i do not see a noticeable difference between like the predecessor and the current one i'm not surprised we were gonna hit that wall eventually um i remember it was from a previous generation but it was like a clip from e3 of some like incredibly excited sony rep saying uh you know, our system is so powerful, it's so reactive, that if your character is in the water, fish will actually swim out of the way to get away from you all on their own. And then it goes from that to a clip of Super Mario 64 with Mario <laughs> swimming through a lake and the little, like, 64-bit fish know to get out of the way. It's just like, yeah, that some of these things that they tout is just, like, world-shattering improvement is yeah. not all that new or interesting yeah i mean, i i really don't just don't notice the difference uh well i guess the the other benefit is uh all the new systems have solid state drives in them so like the loading mm -hmm. times are are like almost non-existent that's nice yeah. but it's not like there's it's not like when i when i got my ps4 and i think like the first like ps4 game i played on it was outlast which <laughs> I think I played it for about 20 minutes before I noped out of it because uh, I'm a pussy. Uh, that was like the first game where I was like going from like PS3 to PS4 and realizing, holy crap, the difference between the two. Uh, and I just I'm not seeing it with the the new generation. Um, yeah. Oh, I will say DualSense controller is pretty sweet in that the uh, what are they called? Like adaptive haptic triggers. Basically, if um they described it if you're like with Horizon, the new Horizon games coming out. If you like have a bow and arrow, like the the triggers will actually there's like friction and force to them. And oh, that's really cool. I the, like that a lot. Uh, the PS5 comes bundled with a basically a tech demo called Astro's Playroom, and they have like a gotcha machine in it, like one of those mm -hmm. Japanese vending machines. Yeah, and, and you have to you, you're using a robot arm to smash the capsules that come out of it. Yeah. Um, and I thought my controller was broken because like I go to like press the right trigger, uh, and it like stuck, and I'm thinking <laughs> like my what the fuck my controller's broken, and then I realized wait a minute I actually have to squeeze this thing to break the capsule yeah that was really cool that was really jarring and like yeah i had that like quick moment of this is the greatest thing ever and i haven't been able to recreate that moment <laughs> <laughs> it just it's now i'm just used to it what's so. the best video game you've ever played <laughs> <laughs> the start menu <laughs> <laughs> all i've done is enter my name thrill house <laughs> thrill ho um the uh the nintendo switch has has anything disappointed you with nintendo ever um the main problem with the switch and and this has been like known since the switch launched but the problem's been like going viral the past couple of days for some reason is their joy cons that the controllers do have a drift problem yeah yep. um 
I'm already on my third pair. I mean, I got mine like a month or two after the system came out and I'm on my third pair of joy cons because huh. the first two after, after like about, you know, eight to eight months to a year of, of hardcore playing that you do definitely start to notice the, the control drifting when you're not touching it. And, you know, depending on the game, this can be completely game breaking, you know, where like, I'll be, uh, you know, playing fire emblem and I'll be on the menu and there's the options of like attack, do nothing and kill self. And then, you know, just like keep meaning to hit one. And then at the last second, the controller will bump down to the next one. And I just completely screw myself over. And, uh, so it does make it pretty much unplayable and they're not that expensive. They're like what? 30, 40 bucks for another pair. Yeah. Um, so for, for like a yearly purchase, it's not that bad, but it is obviously disappointing. Um, I can tell you why I, it, I can tell you why it went viral too, is because, uh, I guess the dual sense controllers of the PS five, uh, have a similar flaw. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was seeing a ton of stories about it just in the past couple of days. And I was kind of like, did people not know about this? I've <laughs> known about it all along. Yeah. Should I have been making a bigger fuss about this? I actually, I had that same issue and I actually managed to fix it. Um, just, I don't know if you've tried this, but it was, I, I tried a couple of tricks and one of them ended up, uh, working and it involved, uh, Q-tips rubbing alcohol, uh, my penis and, um, uh, we'll take that. We'll take that out. Um, Q-tips rubbing alcohol and then like I say penis and then now I'm going to say you get under the flap. <laughs> uh, there, well, if you look at the the the, the stick, God damn it! Uh, if you if you look at the this conversation shot, just give up. <laughs> just move on. If you if you look at the thumbstick, there's like the, there's like the rubber covering and there's like you can basically get under it. It's like a legitimate flap, and if you get under it with the Q-tip and just like rub around uh it, it's like dust it, you're basically right. like cleaning dust out and i i tried that and it, it seems to have worked but i've also heard that that like people are like oh that just buys you some extra time it could literally just be dust is building up under the the sticks um yeah. and hitting the connectors so now what are you doing with the balls during all this fondling them okay um yeah. and then i notice a lump um <laughs> And I get concerned and I panic a little bit, but then I realize that, uh, I've lived a good life. So, uh, I'll just, yeah. I'll roll the punches and see where it takes me. And it's uh, a bit painful to sit. Okay. Yes. All right. That's fair. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I've still been, I've been loving my, the, the switch and, you know, and again, I'm just like a weird gamer. I still spend like 12 hours a week playing classic. Wow. Which came out in 2004, uh, I, it's like I spend so much of my time playing video games, but then you ask me a question like, what are the current next-gen systems? And I just don't know the answer <laughs> because I'm just so playing indie games and remasters of games that came out when I was a preteen. What do you think about Nintendo announcing the Skyward Sword remaster? I am looking forward to it. Um, I actually really liked the Skyward Sword uh, game, but I hated the Wii's motion controls, um, and it was mandatory with the uh, with the original Skyward Sword. You had to literally hold up the the Wii Mo. 
So, so during the Nintendo Direct where they announced that was like a roller coaster of emotions for me because when they first announced Skyward Sword Remaster, I was like, hell yeah, Skyward Sword without motion controls. And then they were like, you use the Joy-Cons as motion controls. And I was like, god damn it. And then they were like, but that's optional. You can just use regular buttons. And I was like, oh, thank god. So <laughs> it is a game I, I very much want to play again uh, without having to deal with the motion controls yeah i might give it a shot i i uh i've only played i've played a handful of zelda games and the only two i've ever mm -hmm. finished were ocarina of time and that was on the 3ds and i was accused mm -hmm. of cheating because uh the the water temple i guess is a lot uh easier oh on the yeah DS version. but i mean um I think there's a legitimate reason for that. The original water temple had a way to basically permanently screw yourself over. Uh, and then you just would not be able to progress in the game at all. So they did in later re-releases redesign the water temple to make it a bit easier and make sure that you can't accidentally, you know, ruin like 20 hours worth of the game so far by screwing yourself over. Got it. I mean, it was a pain in the ass. But I got it done in one. I, I got it done in one night. It was a long night, mm -hmm. but I got it done. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Breath of the Wild, which I uh made sure I I did everything possible to get the best ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really want to play that again too before the sequel comes out. But again, it's just like sometimes when I know how long a game is, it's very daunting to like get myself because once I start it, I'm not going to want to give up halfway through. But I also want to make sure, like like for example the mass effect HD remaster comes out in may. I know I'm going to want to get that and play it right when it comes out. I don't want to be in the middle of a 400 hour game. Cause then I will stop playing it. And then months later, I'm not going to want to pick it up again, yeah. or I'm going to want to start it from the beginning again. And then I will have just wasted that 200 hours getting halfway through breath of the wild. Yeah. Like, so it's just, it's stupid and I'm a neurotic idiot, but I, stress myself out trying to decide what i'm going to play and when <laughs> <laughs> that's why i can't do red dead 2 again i want to but it's such a mm -hmm. big game that yeah. i know i'm gonna get just like a fraction of the way into it and uh stop playing and never play it again uh this happened i mean okay the running joke with me is i've purchased skyrim on pretty pretty much everything it's came out on but i yep. think i've only played through and finished the entire like vanilla campaign maybe three times. And one of those times mm -hmm. was recently on the switch and I'm on currently on my fourth, uh, playthrough on, on Xbox, uh, mm -hmm. the DLC. I don't think I finished any of the DLC because it's so <laughs> big. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I know I did the, the Dawn guard one. I don't think I ever finished the dragonborn DLC. I definitely didn't finish that one. I might've finished uh Dawn guard, but, uh, I just like, I don't know if I just like lost interest or just kept getting sidetracked, but that's like, there are games that are just too big. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was that way. Breath of the Wild, I also, I finished it last January and I got that game the day it came out. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how long it took me to finish it. A solid three years. Um, just picking it up and playing it uh, piece by piece and finally at some point decided, screw this, I need to finish this stupid thing. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I played through fire emblem, three houses, uh, I decided to play through every single route, including all the DLC it took me 600 hours to do. 
And, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, well, obviously they want you to play through every route. And then they did like a, a developer interview with the guys who made it. And they were like, why would you play every route? Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Undertale. Like Undertale's a game that's made to be played more than once. Although, uh, but, you know, it's like a six hour game at max so it, it's easy to play it multiple times and i've hit a spot in undertale in my my playthrough right now and i'm just like i i've only played through it once and i'm dreading doing this part again i'm at alphys's lab okay like, yeah. i'm getting ready to go in there and goddamn the robot in the cooking show <laughs> was just i hated that part so much i'm like i have to do this again <sighs> uh. oh such a great game though it is fantastic. I, I love I love the music. I love the it's funny, it's heartwarming. I cry when I play it. It's just such a good game. Oh, I love it. I will finish it again. Uh and and, and get what I hope is the best ending, but uh I have to just yeah, I, you gotta I, you gotta play it at least twice, I think, once just to see what happens based on your first gut feeling choices ending, and then to try to get the the good ending like the the good guy ending and then if you're a crazy person like me you can try to get the most evil possible ending which is extremely difficult but it is a lot of fun as well you think it huh i guess i got like the like the neutral but still pretty bad ending uh mm -hmm. and i actually thought it was I, I i think it's more difficult playing through as a pacifist trying not to kill anything because you're not like oh it is yeah you're intentionally not trying to damage anything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, once, once you get on the track of the, the, the genocide route, the bad ending, the boss fights change uh, to like entirely new mechanics. And they're like way harder than anything in any of the other routes. Oh, so it's kind of like when the, uh, like the, the jello monster evolves and suddenly he gets more difficult. One of the, one of the enemies is like, he's like a plate of jello. Like, like the same kind of jello that Dwight's uh, stapler gets molded into on the, on the office. Yeah. And if uh, you select, there's a dialogue option that you select that causes him to evolve and become more powerful. But then, <laughs> but then to pacify him, uh, you, you select the unhug option and it's like, you do not want to hug this. Oh yeah. And then he's like, he appreciates your personal space. And then you can, you can spare him. <laughs> That so yeah. fucked up. It's that, so great. It, it is such a weird, but it, um, so I, I mean, again, I could talk about Undertale all day. I, I just the first time I played it, the whole first chapter, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was just confused all the way through until you get to the papyrus fight, and the moment where he tells you about his blue attack where you know if just if you don't move it doesn't hit you yeah and it's like the easiest attack in the world to evade and then he said he turns you blue so you can't move normally and then he says that's my attack and then suddenly the bass drops and the song gets like 10 times more intense and that was the exact moment where i went from i don't know what's going on to this is one of the best games i've ever played in my life <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things too about that game on first playthrough that i didn't realize i was doing wrong um mm -hmm. like i i like the yellow text that comes up yeah uh, did it didn't catch on to 
that meaning you know you can you can pacify or flee yeah uh the blue that what you just said it, it took me yeah. until about halfway through the game to realize oh don't move <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just realized too like you don't have to every every like trash mob that comes up you don't have to fight them yeah half of them you can just run away right away yeah and i'm like fighting yeah. every single one of them and then realize got a lot of gold but i keep having to restart because i keep dying because i suck <laughs> uh very good all right well uh <laughs> we didn't get we didn't do any of the uh the the stuff that i planned but that's just fine uh tldr yeah. uh live service games boo <laughs> that's my opinion <laughs> well it's because anthem the the game anthem oh yeah I, and you know i love bioware i love dragon age i love mass effect i love the old you know, Neverwinter Nights, and you know, I, I, I've considered myself a huge, massive Bioware fanboy. When they announced Anthem, I just went, "I'm not going to play this," and I never did. Yeah, and I, I just have never had any interest in it. It does not look interesting to me at all. My initial so. reaction to it was, "Oh boy, Destiny! I have yeah. that game. I'm going to play that instead." Yeah, and you know, I've never played Destiny again. Another game that doesn't particularly interest me. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, it does seem like a, a lot of game companies feel like they have to meet very rigid formulaic, you know, standards when the games that tend to be the best and the most memorable, like Undertale are ones that are not like anything else. They're completely just come out of left field. They make no sense. They, they, you'd have to be an idiot to think this is a good game, and yet it's a fantastic game. You know, right? Like, I, those are those are the kind of games that that you know really work. The the conglomerates realize that uh, the live service games all usually come with some degree of microtransactions, or they they pump out expansions, uh, and the conglomerates realize this is how you make money and continue to make money, and you don't get that with just a single player game because that's usually mm -hmm. just a one and done purchase but yeah. now there's the uh st stigma i guess of live service games come out they all f all almost all the high profile ones i can think of like destiny for example they come out and people complain that they feel unfinished mm -hmm. and then and then there's an expectation that every live service game that falls victim to this has to be like no man's sky which was a live service game that came out mm -hmm. incomplete and was completed over the course of various years and a lot of updates. And yeah. even with Anthem, they were talking like, hey, we're going to reboot this game. It's called Anthem Next. Yeah. And then they they canceled it uh, for yeah. for which I, I think is the better. And the same yeah. thing happened with Destiny. Destiny, the first Destiny came out. Uh, it, 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 it took several updates for it to, you know, finally go from disappointing to meh. And then Destiny 2 came out and people like that one more. But uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's dumb. It's a dumb model. Uh, yeah. And it, but it's unfortunately the model that is uh, here to stay. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it does, uh, it stinks, but you know, it, it also, how do I want to phrase this? It's weird that, this model so often re results in games just like not being viable after a certain time period. It would be like if 
when Breath of the Wild came out, they discontinued the ability to play Skyward Sword. Like as if, nope, Zelda has been updated. This is new Zelda. We are no longer going to provide service updates or maintain the servers for the old Zeldas. And it's like, that's just a weird way to have video games. I think once you buy a video game, you should be able to play that video game as is for the rest of time instead of having to worry about the servers being maintained and there being like community service managers. And, you know, it's just, it's just like a weird situation that we've kind of gotten into. Yep. Uh, the old halo games are, I think you're this year. I think it's this year. They're the ones on the Xbox 360, all the, like the matchmaking components are shutting down. Yeah. Um, Even though, you know, you could argue that you got the Master Chief Collection on on PC, Xbox mm-hmm. One, where those games are with matchmaking that finally works and you can just play there. But no, there are people that want to play on yeah. Xbox 360. There are a lot of people still playing on the Xbox 360. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, uh, almost 20 years after that system came out, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucking scary to think about. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was in high school. When I read about the Xbox 360, when I read about its announcement and saw what it looked like for the first time, I remember that day vividly. I think I remember a- taking one look at it, turning 360 degrees and walking away. I think that might have been the same day I got uh, busted and then suspended because uh, I knew how to bypass the filters, the uh, school, the IT filters to, <laughs> to get on MySpace because back in 2006... 2005 2006 um uh utilizing social media at the time was worse than shooting up your school according to our handbook (laughs) yeah like you bring a knife to school and they're like yeah it'll give you like a detention during lunch you went on myspace get the fuck out never come back and also we're calling the cops (laughs) what anyway uh, well, I mean, MySpace was pretty weirdly designed. I mean, it was. I mean, <laughs> MySpace was just a fucking cesspool. I mean, Facebook and Twitter are no better, but at least uh, I think it's better that you can't customize your Facebook and uh, Twitter profiles. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to go looking at your profile and hear Evanescence start playing in the background. <laughs> there are a lot of songs and bands that I discovered through. Um, I discovered through MySpace. But I will forever, like, when I hear a lot of those songs, like, I'll listen to, like, the first five seconds of them and then I'll, I'll switch. Because that's what I was accustomed to hearing on people's MySpace profiles. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Ak, thank you. It's uh, been a quick uh, 30 plus minutes. Yeah. I'm always happy to discuss video games with you. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy to discuss with you my phallic problems. I don't really have testicular cancer, by the way, yet. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't gonna, br- I wasn't gonna broach the subject again, but thank you for the clarification. <laughs> I say yet because the night is young. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as the episode ends, Jack's gonna get a call from his doctor, turn to the camera, and go, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> Who could have expected this? <laughs> Roll credits. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for the time, Mac. And uh, we will yeah. talk at you uh, next time. See you. Bye. From FSN, I'm Kate Moody.